I mean, uh, I've been here for uh, five years, and then I didn't get NHL game, you know, and then uh, this one was the first one. So uh, it feels so good, and then uh, we won too, so it feels so good. More than six years after being drafted in the second round of the 2014 NHL draft, Vitek Vanacek finally makes his first NHL start and finally gets to live out his dream with his first NHL win Friday night in Buffalo as the Caps complete a two-game sweep of the Sabres. Unfortunately, they follow that up with a disappointing shootout loss in Pittsburgh on Sunday afternoon. I'm Rob Carlin. The Capital Building Podcast starts now. What's up, Gaps fans? It is time for another edition of the Capital Building Podcast, part of Blue Wire Podcast. I am your host, Rob Carlin. As always, I ask a few things of you. Please download and subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. All helps get the word out about the most in-depth Caps podcast anywhere on this planet. So Vitek Vanacek was the story of the night as the Caps beat Buffalo, uh, and he was really good. He gave up a goal in the early in the third period, but other than that, he was absolutely nails, and he had to be nervous as hell. You know, a two-time All-Star in the AHL, so he had proven everything he had to prove down there, but still, you go up to the NHL, you're making your first start. You're on a Stanley Cup contender. I mean, you know that the butterflies had to be going, and for him to get a couple of early saves had to be big for him. And uh, overall, he just played a really solid game, and it validates why Peter Laviolette and his staff chose to go with Vanacek at least early on in the season to see what he has. Because, again, when you're a two-time All-Star in the AHL, whether or not you're the goalie of the future, whether or not your uh, at least immediate future is the backup to Ilya Samsonov, you've deserved the shot. And, you know, he waited a long time. And finally got that call, and he was really good. He did nothing to make you feel like he won't be part of the rotation. Uh, it's a long season. There's going to be a lot more games. But Vitek Vanacek gave no impression that the NHL is too big for him. So, uh, you know, it was great after the game during his Zoom uh, post-game press conference with the media. Tom Wilson came in, gave him the, uh, the shaving cream in the face. So he's part of the team, you know, like that's, that's tradition. And, uh, you know, just happy for the kid. And Nicholas Backstrom was certainly impressed by what he saw. Yeah, I really saw it. I mean, I'm, I'm so impressed how, how he handled everything. I mean, he's, he's very calm back there. And I mean, for, he's been in the, he's been in the minors a couple of years. He's got some experience here, I think, but, uh, I mean, coming in this stage, I mean, I, I think, Buffalo play way better than us, and, and they really attacked him tonight. So, um, I mean, looking at the game overall, I mean, I think he won the game for us. So congrats to Vitek Vanacek on living out that dream uh, in, in the sweep of Buffalo. Then they go on Sunday on the NBC game of the week, the noon start on NBC. Uh, it's still weird not having Doc on the call, I'll tell you that. No offense to John Forslund, he's great. He's where he should be at the network, but it is weird to hear a, a national game without Doc. And, um, and the Caps got off to a horrendously slow start. 
gave up the goal in the first shift there. So they're down, what, it was it 19 seconds into the game or something like that? They're down in Pittsburgh, and you're like, oh, Jesus, not not this again against the Penguins. But then they really picked it up. Um, before the game, uh, Peter Laviolette was talking about uh, sort of his philosophy because the last couple of years uh, since Barry Trotz took over, and I, I remember actually in 2018, prior to the playoffs, pushing Trotz. I asked him point blank about the whole theory of quality of shots over quantity of shots. And he believed in getting quality shots. He didn't think throwing the puck on net just for the sake of throwing it on net was worthwhile to him. It felt like if I remember correctly, like more often than not, it's just going to lead to losing possession unless it's a quality shot. Uh, Peter Laviolette does not feel that way. Todd Reardon, I think was more of the same of the trots line of thinking, but Peter Laviolette feels like he's going to be a volume shooter because he just wants to stay in the offensive zone. He wants puck possession. He want he wants to see what I think we all even even when they went on to win the cup, taking away the playoff run because that you know their whole style changed during that playoff run. But even the year they won the cup, 2018, I remember being on post game shows constantly with Alan Maines, just saying I don't I don't get why they don't throw more pucks at the net good things happen redirects a puck gets knocked down a scramble in front someone gets out of position good more good things usually come of just throwing pucks on net it's what Pittsburgh does all the time from wicked angles and crazy things happen and have happened to the caps over the years but the coaching staff believed in a theory of quality over quantity Peter Laviolette's changing that and early on in the first period was not seeing much quantity at all and then all of a sudden the Caps started taking play to Pittsburgh throwing pucks on net and then they scored a couple of goals and took the lead Alex Ovechkin finally getting his first one I say finally it's game three but getting his first goal of the season which by the way now gives him 707 in his career one off of Mike Gartner for seventh place all time and he's now 10 away from Phil Esposito's 717 which is sixth all time. So this is going to be part of the discussion for as long as Obi continues to play is his climbing up the chart. So one more ties Gartner and that would leave him nine away. He's right now 10 away from Phil Esposito, but the caps had the lead after the first period. And I liked the way they were playing overall is a really good period. I thought Ilya Samsonov after giving up that early goal made a really nice left pad save. I think it was off John Marino on a power play for Pittsburgh that I thought I remember at the moment thinking, oh, that was a nice save, and that could be a big save. That was that would have been had I still been working, had we been doing a post game show, that would have been a mark that save because that was a big moment, it was a point blank shot, kicked out the pad, got the save. The Caps ended up scoring a couple of goals and taking a two one lead, and I thought they looked really good. And um, but then, man, this this is the same thing we saw a lot last year, just terrible second period generated no shots. I think they had three shots in the second period. There was no puck possession and it had to be, in fact, it was infuriating the coach because after the game, Peter Laviolette talked about how the game just got away from them in that second period. The second period I wasn't real happy with. I just, there's things that we're doing with the puck that aren't going to lead to us being, um, being and staying in the offensive zone that needs to get cleaned up. Um, and so we'll, again, it's early on, it's game three. And so we'll continue to show these things and work on these things. Um, 
you know, for me, the, I didn't like the overtime just from a face-off standpoint. You know, the face-offs are so important. Uh, when you lose them, it's, it's possession. Sometimes you don't get it back for 30 seconds, 45 seconds, or a minute. And so it's real, real important on that. But, um, you know, there were some things that I liked throughout the game. There were certainly some things that need to be better, and we'll continue to, to work at it. That's what's always so maddening about this team is that there's so much talent if they go on these waves sometimes where they're just not playing the game the right way and Peter Laviolette was not happy with with their performance there in the second period and kind of let the game get away from them and Pittsburgh ends up tying it it's 3-3 um a couple of you know bad goals in there um the turnover by Sam Sonoff you know was just you know a cluster led you know leads to the easy tap and goal which they got the right call on that it did go in um and then you know i guess they were just gassed on that third goal the tying goal and they couldn't get off the ice and again it's because they just didn't have possession and it was those little things that peter lavillette's talking about that the caps didn't do well or didn't do right and uh have not mastered yet in his system so um you know that's something that's clearly going to be worked on but nick dowd agreed that um you know, they're going to have to find a way to play the system the right way um, and take the game to their opponent, certainly better than they did in that middle frame against Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think we did a good job in the first period, um, developed their forecheck a little bit. I think that's going to be a big like, key to our game, no matter who we play. Um, but I thought we did a poor job in the second. We just threw a lot of pucks away. I mean, I think you guys go back and watch those games. We had, we had possession. I mean, we did a good job at entering the zone or getting into the zone and finding pucks, but our forwards are just throwing a lot of pucks away and not using the points and, and their D were, uh, reading it, capitalizing on it, and then kind of put us back on our heels and they were out of the zone. So, um, they took it to us that second period. I think it changed the tide a little bit. So I was talking about those goals earlier. Um, the the second goal on the turnover and then the third goal, and I said they were gassed, and I only know that because the coach talked about it afterwards. Um, again, frustrating because these are, these are either plays or situations that uh, they shouldn't be in. Um, and, in fact, the Samsonov turnover was actually something that LaViolette said they've worked on and it was disappointing to see how both of those, the second goal and the third goal played out for Pittsburgh. Yeah, that second one is probably that, you know, like um, it was a goalie handle and we're going back. We in training camp, we did work on in practice. The, there's a drill that we do that works on the goalie communication and the, and the puck exchange between goalie and defenseman. Um, you know, they made a nice read on it. We probably didn't get the the zip on it that we wanted. They made a nice read and threw it back out in front and, um, and put it in. Um, this, the, the next goal for me, we just, we got caught out on the ice. Um, we had guys that had been out there for over a minute. We couldn't get the change that we were looking for. A lot of it had to do with puck decisions, but um, at that point we're, we were out there for over a minute and, and not, uh, not with any gas in the tank. And I think that, you know, guys, when you when you lose your energy, you stop thinking, you stop playing the game the way you normally would. And uh, we definitely got caught on that one. One thing that uh, jumped out, um, I think they actually mentioned it on the, I don't know if they mentioned it on the broadcast or if I just read it on Twitter during the third period. I think I actually read it on Twitter was that uh, Daniel Sprong and there's so many fans out there who wanted to see him. First off, seeing him wear number 10, it freaked me out the first time I saw him. Because I was just like, what, Brett Connolly's back? Like, it, just seeing number 10 out there 
it kind of freaked me out. I don't know if anyone else felt the same way, but the first time I looked at him, a right-handed number 10 down on the ice, my first thought was Connolly. And uh, it was one of those moments where I was like, oh, wait, no. But it just kind of like took a wave over me for a second. Um, but Sprong only played, I think, one shift in the third period. So you wonder, is there something that he did wrong or wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't doing right or good enough that he was benched. Um, certainly with all the penalties they took, Sprong wasn't a part of that. So what exactly was it? And it turns out that Laviolette, it wasn't, a, wasn't anything that Sprong wasn't doing. It was more of what Tom Wilson was doing that forced Sprong out of the lineup. I was doubling Tom. I thought Tom was really strong out there and playing the game really hard. It, mm-hmm. it didn't have to do with um, – um, Sprung. I, I just the way the game was going. We were pressing. We were looking for a win. Um, mm-hmm. I thought Tom was on his game, so I was trying to find some ice time. I double shifted him a couple times. When you do that, it has to be at somebody's expense. But I'll talk to Daniel. I, don't, I thought he. I actually liked the. Um, I liked his game. I thought he did a mm-hmm. good job. And so, um, you know, we'll look to see if he can build on that from there. Once again, penalties was a huge story in this game, and this is uh, this feels like banging your head against the wall. So many penalties. The PK was was good, but you just, you're begging to put yourself in a bad position by taking so many penalties. And I, again, I can't figure out with so many veterans on this. These, these aren't young guys running around out there and making, you know, mistakes because their head's not in the right place. These are all pretty much veteran guys they're the oldest team in the league for god's sakes why they continue to take these penalties last year you could say all right well they were constantly out of position um you know they were chasing games so often you know it's no excuse but it was all just part of terrible hockey that they played for you know the last third of the season but you know to pick up where you left off in that category is not what anyone wants certainly not what the coach wants and certainly not what the leaders of this group are going to stand for. And Nicholas Backstrom knows that that has to be cleaned up. This cannot be a problem that follows this team for another full season. These penalties got to go. Uh, I mean, we can't have these, these penalties. I mean, it's, I think it transferred a little bit from maybe last year. We had a lot of penalties last year too. So that's, that's an area we got to clean up and do better at, but um, yeah, how we're going to, uh, Get get puck possession. I mean, I think I think we we just gotta be a little better with execution. We gotta hold on to pucks and and yeah. I mean, you can't just have whole place everywhere. We, we gotta we gotta work together and, and use each other. That's uh, that's what good teams do, and that's obviously we want to be a good team. So that's an area too that we need to need to be better. The power play finally got going as Backstrom actually scored a power play goal on a on a four on three and a beautiful pass from uh, Kuzi right on the doorstep. He tapped it in for a second goal of the season, and they almost had another one. Ovi rang both posts. I mean, it was vintage Ovi. They finally got some puck possession, and vintage Ovi one-timer from the office that beat Casey DeSmith and just hit both posts and didn't go in. But he didn't see much of the slingshot, thank God. Uh, and, I, you know, I tweeted this during the game. It's amazing when they actually get the puck in the offensive zone during a power play. So often what 
screws the Caps power play is their entries. They're, they just don't get the puck in. Uh, the slingshot's a disaster. And if they're not, then they're turning the puck over right at the blue line or dumping and not effectively chasing. And uh, it was good to see them finally get some puck possession there. And like I said, they scored the one power play goal, almost had another power play goal. And uh, look, it's early on, but the, the first power play they had was an absolute utter disaster. I mean, it was one of those classic, they can't get the puck in the zone. And I tweeted out, man, that power play sucked. And it was like, so many responses were like, that's being kind to the power play. Um, but they, they steadied a little bit, got the one, almost got the second one. So Ovi's not too, too nervous yet. Uh, to him more, it's about the feel of the game, and that's going to come with time. I think, uh, you know, uh, there's a group like we, we played together a long time, and uh, we understand how we have to play. Uh, I think the first couple of uh, power plays, five and four, we uh, didn't execute, and uh, uh, in the third period, we kind of uh, uh, play much better, have chances, but uh, it was a two post, I think, in a 4 4 game. Mm -hmm. uh, we put it back to uh, net, it's uh, probably a winning game, but uh, um, it's the third game, you know, after uh, you know, uh, lots of uh, time off after this hockey, you know, uh, it's the third game, and we play against uh, very good uh, teams, and uh, it's you know, you just have to feel more puck. You have to uh, kind of wake up, you know, and uh, know what exactly what they have to do. You know, I mentioned the penalties that they took, and there are too many of them. The penalty kill has been very good again. Um, Zdeno Chara, boy, he put him on the PK, and he is a difference maker. He took one in the shin, uh, and he went down, and it was, you know, something to see Chara go down like that. Bounced right back up, got right to the front of the net, and cleared space out. Like he's that, that dude is so special, man. It's still freaking me out to see him in a caps uniform. It freaks me out to see him on the ice because you knew he was immense when he played for Boston, but he just seems like even larger than life now. And I'm watching him on a night in night out basis. Um, so he's helped the PK um, again. They've had to kill too many penalties, but uh, Nick Jensen, who looks very good paired with Chara right now, like very comfortable. Like he looks like the guy they went and got from Detroit and why they went and got him like skating, uh, moving forward in the offensive zone. He, he's looked pretty good here early on in the season, much more comfortable than he's really looked since the first couple of weeks after the trade. Uh, but he likes what he sees so far from the penalty kill unit. I think we've just been doing a good job at managing what we're giving up and what we're, what we're keeping, um, keeping out of the uh, power play. Um, just a lot of, a lot of chances that aren't, we're, I mean, when you're on PK, you're going to give up some, and I think we're giving them stuff that just isn't really high quality, and I think we're doing a good job with that. Um, yeah. Guys are definitely paying the price, so you saw it today. Uh, guys blocking shots, and, and trust me, it, it hurts, and uh, but it's all worth it. So I think that's uh, another good thing we're doing. So here we are, three games in. Uh, the Caps have not played a perfect game by far. The highlight was definitely Vanacek, you know, getting his win in game two in Buffalo. Um, but very inconsistent play so far through uh, nine periods and an overtime and a shootout. Inconsistent is really the only word that comes to mind, and that was exactly the word that came to mind for Nick Backstrom when he was asked to, to evaluate what he's seen from his team through three games. Yeah, I mean, I think I think if we're looking at these three games, I mean, I think uh, some periods are better than others. 
And uh, I mean, I think, uh, uh, yeah, even today, I mean, I think, I think maybe first was pretty good. Uh, second was really bad, and third was all right. So I mean, I, I think, I think it's the same against Buffalo too. I mean, we, we, the second game we played really bad periods, and third one was pretty good. But uh, I mean, I, I think we got to find that consistency a little bit better and um, uh, make sure we're we're playing 60 minutes. I mean, I, I think that's what's that was one of the issues last year too. I mean, we couldn't put together a 60 minute game, so. That's an area we got to work on for sure. So the Caps will have to clean it up a little bit. Uh, they have to get a, a whole lot better. Um, and uh, uh, Peter Laviolette wasn't sure what he'd do as far as practice on Monday. This is coming out on Monday. Uh, he was going to, you know, it's a lot of games in a short amount of time. And it is an older team. So he's kind of balancing that all out. They play the second half of the two games in Pittsburgh on Tuesday night before finally going back home for two games against Buffalo two more games against Buffalo, then two games against the Islanders and then two games against Boston. So, you know, these games come fast and furious and the, the opposition it's, there's no downtime. So we'll see if they can clean things up uh, preferably before the game Tuesday night in Pittsburgh, because 56 game season game three doesn't matter. It sucks losing to the penguins at any point in time because a buddy of mine who's a pittsburgh fan gets to text me and say hey did you see the caps and penguins played today who won and i don't need that i don't need that at all in my life so hopefully the caps can bounce back on tuesday night all right thanks so much for tuning in again please download and subscribe leave a rating write a review all helps get the word out about the capital building podcast I'm Rob Carlin. We will talk again soon. Let's go Caps.